When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Get Booked listeners. Welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books that we just can't resist shouting about. This is Amanda Nelson, and today's Hand Cell is The Jasmine Throne by Tasha Suri. Let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95 and she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Disney Books. Do y'all like Caribbean mythology? What's more, a thriller inspired by Caribbean mythology? If you do, I got something for you. A must-read thriller that draws from the darkest corners of Caribbean mythology from acclaimed author Sarah Das, who crafts a chilling tale of magic, murder, and how far we'll go to protect what's ours. It's perfect for fans of Angeline Bully and Tiffany D. Jackson. So, unlike other people on the small island of St. Virgil, Selena Da Silva does not believe in magic. She has a logical mind. She likes botany. She wants to study pharmacology. But then her mother gets sick and she's tethered to the island and she has to make money. So what does she do? She cons a couple gullible tourists with these useless talismans and phony protection rituals. But then one of the tourists ends up dead and at the center of a strange string of murders. And the truth Selena has been denying can no longer be avoided. There is evil lurking in the forest that surrounds St. Virgil. Now to find out what that evil is, make sure to pick up It Waits in the Forest by Sarah Das. And thanks again to Disney Books for sponsoring this episode. So The Jasmine Throne is the first book in a new epic fantasy trilogy that is based on the epics and the history of India. This takes place in a really powerful empire. And we have two main characters. They are morally ambiguous magical lesbians, so everything you could possibly want in a fantasy novel. The first main character is the princess of this empire who has refused to be burned on a pyre in the service of her brother, who is the emperor's uh, religious beliefs. 
And because of that refusal, she is being imprisoned in a religious temple of one of the countries that the empire has taken over. Our second main character is a former temple child of this temple. And the children of this temple were burned alive along with the people who ran the temple when the empire took it over and decided that they were too magically powerful. So all of the children died. She managed to escape with her brother and is now kind of in hiding. She hides her identity. She has just, you know, trying, been trying to survive since that time. Um, and she works uh, as a servant in the home of the regent, the person who was like running this country in the name of the emperor, right? So this secret temple child slash servant comes into contact with this imprisoned princess. And they both have moments of like, oh, I could use you to get what I want, right? And that's one of the reasons why I say they're morally ambiguous. There are also a lot of political decisions they make that they consider to be the best thing, but, you know, result in a lot of violence or death or both. The magic in this universe is fascinating. It's based on a religious system that the conquered country uses to maintain their magic. It's, I think, as far as I can tell, the only real magical country in this empire. There are different religious systems that have gods that function in a, in a really real way, like there are supernatural elements to other parts of the country, uh, or other parts of the empire, rather. But this country has its own really grounded, like floral-based kind of magic. Not even floral, just like nature-based. It feels very Naomi Novik, you know what I mean? Um, that kind of like vines and dirt and bones and blood and that kind of thing. Uh, very earthy, magical system. And I loved it. The relationship between Malini, who was the princess, and Priya, who is the servant, is so fascinating. You know, they, they're drawn to each other. They're not really shy about how they're manipulating each other. But they also have, there's respect and, you know, attraction and all of, all of that wrapped up into this political intrigue. Every main character in this book is a woman. There are men, obviously, because men exist, but none of them are the real driving forces. They're foils. They are obstacles to be overcome. They're characters who are oppressing nations or women or both. Um, and so, you know, the women really band together to do what's right by, you know, their own moral compasses and the people who they care for. So definitely, definitely dark, you know, on the dark, obviously, a lot of women get burned alive. A lot of children get harmed. But I am, I'm, I'm really sensitive that ki to that kind of thing. And I was not deterred. The story was engaging enough, fascinating enough, and I think important enough that I hung through all of those things that would otherwise be like too tough for me to, to really read. And the payoff was great. It's so good. So that is The Jasmine Throne, the first book in the Burning Kingdom series by Tasha Suri. And that's it. Thank you so much to our audio editor, Jen Zink. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find more book recommendations at bookriot.com and more podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. You can email us at getbooked at bookriot.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and you can find us on social media. I'm on Instagram at I'm Amanda Nelson and my co-host Jen is on Twitter at Jen IRL and Instagram at I am Jen IRL. Jen with two N's in both instances and we will be back on Thursday. 